listening to Turn Up a Truth. Shout out Jesse. My name is Tom Rintard Davis, and I'm telling you the truth. Yes, I am. I'll speak for myself. I'm a little, I'm a little <laughs> tired this morning, but I'm all right. I'm, I'm always happy to be here. It's like my favorite part of the day. <laughs> right, right. And we got a lot going on, you know. Um, so let's start off uh, with our devotional. Faithful. Keep on giving your thanks to God, for he is so good. Let all his lovers who bow low before him sing. His constant, tender love lasts forever. Psalm 118, 1 and 4. Your constant, tender love lasts forever. That's the theme of my heart. For so long, I felt stuck. It seemed the wilderness season would last forever. My leaders could only help me so much, but the breakthrough I needed could only come from you. Sleepless nights offered me the chance to continuously turn my heart to you. Though my faith was sometimes weak, I knew it would be better to trust you to save me than to put my confidence in the frailty of human flesh. Now I live in my divine destiny. I knew you wouldn't forget me, and you didn't. You delivered me into a beautiful, broad place. You showed me the pathway to your presence, and I never strayed. I rushed through your gates with praise that defied every enemy standing in my way. I lifted my hands in surrender and offered you songs of love, regardless of how I felt. But I take no credit, not even for my love. Even that is a gift from you. I survive because of your grace. So I will declare over and over again, you are good. Your constant tender love lasts forever. Amen. Amen. So, anyway, um, I want to talk about the several ministries we have here at New Song, um, including where I went to Adopt the Block last night. Monday night's my night as part of the leadership here at the church to volunteer or provide volunteers for Jim and Karen and Lisa and them. And we had a good, we had a good, we had a good crowd. I what mean, is Adopt the Block? Um, they provide uh, food distribution throughout the uh, Bisman area and oh, nice. six nights a week and they work hand in hand with Great Plains Food Bank and they are doing a lot of wonderful things. Um, you know, this is how, how committed Jimmy is to things like anybody else probably would have said well, we got to postpone a couple of nights to adopt the block but now Jimmy's uh, like last night he had a U-Haul there like a refrigerated U-Haul we were unloading all the food and stuff like that and setting up and I go where's the truck at? He goes it it, it, it broke down a few days ago. He oh, said, no. he said I ran it all the way to Fargo. He said, they're going to wow. have it fixed tomorrow. I'll run all the way there to get it back. And he said, but I mean, like, he's just on top of it. But he didn't skip a beat in the middle of it. He still, wow. I mean, Jim that's is... That's amazing. It's dedication, is, man. Yes, it is. That's, that's, as a Christian, um, he is a person that I would strive to, um, I would look to him as an example of what a good Christian he's is. He's a good leader. He is, absolutely. <clears throat> so, you know, um, you know he's he's integral in getting one of the my favorite ministries that I've heard about ever since I've heard about it. You know, um, it's been one of the things that I've been really, really. I know that's part of my calling is right. to be involved with that one. Is and that's the Dream Center. Yes. And so, you know, like we were talking last night a little bit about my uh, my mission, my vision, all that. And he goes, uh, "Wow, he goes, well, uh, you might uh, 
you know, we're going to beat you. I said, we're, we're all in this together. We're all working together. Same said, team, I'm buddy. On, and, I'm on, and I'm on that team, too. I said, so, <laughs> but, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's cool that everybody's excited about just these new these new, uh, new opportunities, these new things that are going to be, that we're all involved in, that are coming through to fruition, finally. And, yes. uh, and they wouldn't be without good leadership. Yeah, exactly. You know, and throughout my life, even in my my addiction and other things, I've always been considered what most people call a leader. Um, I don't I don't know what qualifies you as a leader. I don't know what I mean. I do know what qualifies a leader. I mean, I could see other leaders and what qualifies them, but I mean, you know, I don't know what qualified pe- me in people's eyes as a leader. Hmm. So I mean, we're gonna kind of talk about that today. So we it's are. Good. So. But I mean, like, you know, in order to keep my, my mind straight and sharp at times, because I struggle with things yet, I do. You do? I do. What do you do when you, like, is I there anywhere to, you go? That's what I was just going to say. I have to go to <laughs> my weekly, you know, I have to have my weekly little self-help uh, and, you know, mm-hmm. my peer support. Not self. My, my, God, my godly help. There you go. <laughs> my God, I get godly help every day. I'm just saying, like, well, this is more of a peer support with yep, the godly yeah, help thing. Yeah, there you but, go. Yeah. Uh, but it's Celebrate Recovery here at the church on Friday nights. And, uh, you know, I definitely uh, enjoy it. And, you know, I was falling away from it a little bit there lately. And now that I, I know that I got to keep that, makes, that an integral part of my life because it helps yes. keep me focused and centered. Yes. And that is a Christ-centered <laughs> 12-step program. Yes. Yeah, and so it's really awesome. It's Friday nights. It's, uh, it starts at 6.30, the fellowship and a meal. We have Ed, which he always makes a great meal. He's on vacation right now, though. Oh, he is? Well, Karen always brings really good desserts, too. So. Well, you know, and so the leadership probably could be looking for somebody to maybe pick up some pizzas. That's I mean, like when I when I was like really involved, that's what we do is kind of take a night each of us and then oh, right. someone would bring a pizza. You know, whatever. Just you know, everybody kind of chipped in. Right. And maybe that's what, something you guys should talk about. Maybe we could talk about. It, I guess. Yeah, I'm, sure. a, I'm actually supposed to be there, but I'm not. I haven't been. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I got a lot it's of other okay. things. There's grace for that. There's I got grace a lot for of, everything. A lot of other other. Irons, Irons in the, the fire, fire, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, well, 6.30 is the fellowship, and then se- uh, 7 o'clock is the large group, and then 8 o'clock is gender-specific small groups, and that's where you get to go men with men, women with women, and you get to talk about, share what you've been dealing with, anything that you got from the message for that night, and it's just a great way to meet others in our community who are also struggling. There's, it's a great place to get um, wisdom and I didn't say, yeah, not necessarily all struggling. You know, some are there because that's what they do need to do to maintain their, their, their spiritual health. Yeah, yeah. Growth. You know, they probably, you know, they would use it as their tool to get out of their struggles. And yes. it could be voices to help the people that are there for them. So, yeah. you know, you can get good, good wisdom at these, these these places. This this meeting, for sure, is for like, sure. Um, it replaced a lot of my, my, uh, my self-help stuff you know like i just yes. call them self-help groups because it's you got to get yourself there that's true so i mean that's true you know um god is definitely the person who's helping you and is always going to help you so yeah i know when i helped myself it got me federally indicted so. yeah when i help myself <laughs> i mean i don't make the best when chad's in charge and, yeah, and right. helping himself he's helping himself to quite a bit of uh charges so to speak <laughs> funny i like that um uh, that's funny and uh so like you know it's it's just life is uh i would like to say like for gump but i was just gonna say it, but, uh, anyway we're gonna talk leadership today um we're gonna take like a just a really quick break i know we just got on i just gonna check on something here real quick and then we're gonna get back and we're gonna talk about 
What? Leadership in on every level. On every level. Okay, yeah. so I mean, I guess I, what I want you to think about everybody out there, I want you to think about what qualifies you as a leader, and what what um, you know, how do you know when you're supposed to step into a leadership role? Yeah, and if you have anything you want to say, or you know, if you have. A burning desire to share something with us. We our phone lines are open. Um, they just won't be live on the air yet, but I could. You probably will be heard. Your question will be heard, even yeah. if I repeat it. But um, and we can answer it for you. Our delay, I think, is going to be here. Is I think Wednesday is getting fixed finally. Yes. And so that number is four five zero one four two four. That's four five zero one four two four. You can call us. Yeah, anytime. and you know, so just think about leadership. And if you guys disagree about anything yeah. that we're saying, or that we're that, or you know, you might have a different look, or different look. Yeah, we need on, we know. need perspective. You know, yeah, sometimes we do. You know, we're not we're not we're not right. We're not. Uh, we're just giving you our experiences that yes. we have experienced in life and what our callings have been leading us to do and what the bible says too oh yeah the yeah. truth in the bible is always <laughs> what this show is about well, yes. yes that's why it's called turn up the truth right? yes like as cameron taylor davis would say and that's the truth and that's the truth all right we'll be right back this mark truth with chad and jesse i like it when you take the lead sometimes jesse you know i'm, I'm so used to just kind of leading that in all the time um, right right i don't like it i'm liking this new uh <laughs> this new system a little bit you know <laughs> well i mean so what does leadership actually mean to you uh, you know when i think of leaders i think of i think of like presidents like but great presidents like abraham lincoln or you know, I you know I used to think in just them terms like people who led, you know, people to victories like William Wallace. I used to read a lot of books about William Wallace when I was younger. Was that um, Braveheart? Yeah. Yeah. I Great used to, story. I mean, like I used to read a lot about William Wallace. I was like, he was one of my, um, he's one of the people that like really inspired me at a young age because like mm-hmm. I mean I just I just loved the whole underdog story and how he was like just. He was just Came never nothing. Just never backed down and just he just you know he got it you know right. and it's like that story used to inspire me as a as a kid like this I remember the first time I read about William Wallace I think it was like I was really young and I was after I had already went through my my you know my my thing as a child you know yeah. my my abuse and so like for me to actually concentrate long enough to read something like that was was you know it had to be must really, have been good yes right. And so, like, you know, like, the story of Braveheart is actually really inspiring to me. And then, you know, there's other stories throughout history. I was always really into history, so um, Abraham Lincoln was a president that really, really inspired me. So was uh, Theodore Roosevelt, and we have a lot of t- ties to him to this state. Um, I like the rugged, rough guys, you know, that just came from, like, they, they were the underdogs. Mm-hmm. And I was always a, a guy that rooted for the underdogs, the, the guys who came from nothing and basically, you know, just didn't back down and never took no for an answer and just did what they were supposed to do you know they right. you know and they they struck they, they came through you know victorious in the end and so like uh sports sports uh sports stories like true life sports stories like the 84 miracle uh on ice um kurt would know that one <laughs> uh you know there's been uh 
from first to worst, or from worst to first, uh, the you know, or Moneyball, that's another good one. Uh, that was kind of athletics when they, they basically lost. This was just recently, too. Like, and it's a guy who's still in Major League Baseball, but they lost every, they lost um, uh, Jason Yombi to, uh, to the New York Yankees. They lost, like, every big-name player that they had. So they just basically scrapped their team. And then he had come up with a formula, this guy, where he just said, like, you know, he can crunch the numbers financially and look at the stats and he called it moneyball and he could get a winning team just by by this just by numbers like just punching numbers and i'm a numbers guy like fantasy football no he uh he would take like hidden like stats like that people didn't look at and he calculated he had a formula that he used to calculate wow. it and Crazy. and he said we can put this team together on a budget of this because these are players that were has-beens or never were going to be mm. or up and coming, you know, like young guys or, or you know, just or just a group of misfits that weren't supposed to win and they ended up in the World Series. They actually, they broke the major league record for most wins in a row streaking. Wow. And as the, um, I believe it was a 2005 Oakland Athletics or 2006, but hmm. it's called Moneyball. There's a movie with Brad Pitt accident. Uh, huh. They made a film about it right afterwards because it's, it's insane how this formula actually worked. And, uh, you know, um, <clears throat> he had, he was another guy that just, you know, People didn't, you know, really think he had it in him. They gave him this like impossible job to do, and right. and, and he did it. Mm. So like, uh, you know, it's things like that. And I, like I said, I'm a numbers guy. Um, I just, I, I look at numbers like in a different kind of way. I see, I notice them before I notice letters. So it's just like a, it's a kind of a gift that I have that just helps me to equate things. And mathematically, I'm pretty talented with things. So, um, yeah. So that's my 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 idea of leaders is. Basically, you know, someone who's really just a, willing to step out and take take charge of the situation and and be able to delegate, uh, uh, you know, and con not control. I don't want to say right. control, right? But to work as part of a team. But he he sees the overall vision of the, of, of the of the situation or the goal, and he he can he can orchestrate everybody else involved in the goal. Right. And sometimes you have two or more leaders sometimes you have a whole group of leaders right which that could be challenging oh yeah when you have individual people who have been successful in leadership roles in their life right. where, where they it's hard for a leader to be let at it some can time. be challenging yeah but if you're humble and you live in humility you, you realize that you weren't always a leader i wasn't always a leader mm -mm. were no. you always a leader no no in fact you know, when I first started leading, a lot of times I led myself right to a jail cell. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I agree. Like, when I led my life, it was very, it was very small. It was very um, self-seeking and selfish. And I think I've always kind of had natural, like, leadership like abilities or like tendencies or qualities or something because people do tend to flock to me that's, and they always kind of have I think that's that's I think that's definitely a characteristic of uh leaders is people they are have drawn like to charisma it's yeah like, people are drawn yeah. to them. They, I mean there's a draw to them I mean like uh I see it in people like I'm drawn to leaders I know that right well. me and, too and but I also know that like you know, I'm one of them guys that, I'm one of them leaders that can be stubborn at times, like, that I don't like to be led at times, you know. Right, right. And I have to remain humble because, you know, something, like you said, whenever I was leading my life, it was very self-seeking, self-satisfying, uh, self and 
it took God leading me in a walk with him in order to understand my leadership abilities. You know, I'm learning right. my, my leadership skills from God right. and what he wants me to do. Right. And that's why I had a, I, I had made a quote the other day. It was like, uh, something just come upon me. Like I was reading it and I'm just like, I, Oh man. Okay. You know, like, and it's, it's a kingdom visions and the kingdom leadership, you know, and it's, it takes a lot for people to step out of their calling. Who's willing to do that? Right. You know, and you got to step out of your comfort zone and you got to be just able to, be all right with being uncomfortable, but no, you've got to, you got to, there's a purpose for your uncomfortability. Right, right. And I think, you know, aspects of leadership, when I think of great leaders, you know, like we talked about yesterday on the show, I think um, the number one thing was they had a vision. They had something that was driving them that they were aiming for, and they were inspiring. You know, they were, they were inspired by, by the vision that they had. And then they were also able to convey that and inspire others. And that's, I think, one of the best qualities of, of a good leader. Um, Absolutely. Because they're not just saying, just do this because I told you so, you know. Um, but they are actually sharing where, where their heart is and what, what matters to them and where they're going. And I think that it's a lot easier to lead people and people are more willing to be led and to follow if they are inspired and if they know like, where you're going. Yeah, if, if they, like, I agree with you. If, if they are inspired by your vision and they, there's a lot of times when you might get a, a group of people that are inspired by your vision but they're not sure what they're calling in is it. Like, um, I've I've ran, into, right I, I've, I've ran into that situation on a different, a couple different levels, but I mean, you know, and sometimes visions don't line, and other times, you know, they absolutely do. You're just trying to figure out your part in the whole situation, right? Um, because we're all led by one person. We're all led by one, and it's God. I mean, God is the one who's actually gonna, you know, if you got the if you're stepping into a calling, especially for ministry work or. Um, just something that just people don't do and they're afraid to do like my vision I'm uh, I have a vision and I've shared it with several other people and I mean I thought it was gonna take a lot longer than a lot of the time that it's taking but I mean like <laughs> God has his own timeline. Like, he just is like you know he just like yeah BAM you know he's like okay now we're gonna do this you, you, you've been telling me you know I've been telling you for a couple of years to get prepared right. and you better be prepared and so I am. I feel I am. And if I ain't, I'll, I'll, I mean, like if I struggle in an area, I get the help I need to help. I yeah. look to other leaders to, exactly. to guide me in that, in that, you know, right. I'm not, not, uh, too prideful to not admit that I don't need help. Cause as a leader, that's another good quality of a leader is he recognizes his weaknesses and he tries to fill them with people who have strengths in them areas. Right. Right. Um, so other than words, like how do you lead? By example. Right. I mean, that, that's that's the best way to lead is by example. If, you, mm -hmm. if you're walking through it and doing, if you're walking the walk, mm -hmm. it's easy to talk to talk and be, it's easier for people to, to actually follow, follow that leadership. Right. I mean, a good leader is not going to just sit there and command and point fingers and not do, do the work. Right, right. Like Jesus led a lot of people, but he was actually, he called himself a servant. Yeah. Too. Um, what is it, Matthew twenty three eleven? It says, "The greatest among you shall be your servant." Exactly. And that's how it works in the kingdom of God. And like this is this is another thing, and I and I love this because like this was one of the very first things that happened to me as when I, I when I first became what I when I identified as a Christian. 
very first time I ever went to a prayer group ever in my life. There was a prophetic pastor and he spoke a lot of things over me that was that's coming has come to fruition or is a part of this vision and is coming to fruition as we speak and I'm just like it's insane. I mean this is the stuff I didn't believe in when I first came into my 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 walk of Christ. And I and it's more and more like um when you start to get into your gifts of the spirit, you, you start to realize that a lot of the stuff, you know, people can speak over you and speak a prophetic word over you and it can be very true and it happens a lot. Now, with that said, it freaked me out because I, I was thinking thoughts in my head and this guy was spitting them out as I, just as I was thinking them and I'm just like, okay, I got to get out of here. And this is at the, you know, I'm, this is very, I mean, like I'm just now into this yeah. thing, you know, I'm going through some major life changes, you know, I trying to figure out things and. It's kind of freaking me out, you know, a little bit thinking what's going on here, you know. Mm -hmm. I tried to leave the prayer, the prayer, you know, go outside. Just, just, I got to get outside, you know, and I'm going to leave, you know, and stuff like that. He's like, no, 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 hold on. He sits me down, has me take my shoes and socks off, and he washes my feet. And I'm looking at pe the people I came with, and I'm like, what is he doing? And they're crying, and I'm like, "What's going on here? You know, what's and, and, you know what kind of weird, you know, what kind of weird, uh, you know, <laughs> cult is this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the mindset I had. Really, I was thinking, okay, what are they doing? What kind of witchcraft they putting on me? You know, I, I'm serious. <laughs> right, where I was. And I was like, this guy was just thinking the thoughts in my head, and you know, he's washing my feet. I mean, they're doing something to me. I know it. Right. Because you know, I just come out of this dark place, you know, and I was living a toxic lifestyle, and I seen a lot of that kind of demonic mm -hmm. stuff in that side of it. So, I'm thinking, you know, what did I get myself into now? You know, like, I went from this, this, you know, but right. someone come up to me and they whispered in my ear right after he was done. And I was just kind of just sitting there puzzled and baffled. And he, they go, he was humbling himself before you. They go, he goes, you know, the story of Jesus washing Peter's feet, the disciples' feet. And Peter's like, you know, wouldn't let him do it. And he, or, you know, he's like, I should be washing yours. He's like, no, no, you know, and... Finally, Jesus washed Peter's feet, and he was humbling himself before his disciples to, sh to prove that he wasn't any better than them. Right, right. And I think that's another good quality of a leader is to make sure that he knows that his team and then the people that he, he has helping him, right. that he's grateful for the help, and that he knows that he, they're needed and they're necessary. They're, they're no, he's no better than them. Right. He's just, you know, a person that's kind of like, how does the orchestra work? There is a conductor. Exactly. And how many moving parts are in an orchestra? A lot. Okay, now if one section of that orchestra is off, is it going to sound good? No. Well, no. It's the conductor's job to make sure each and every section is in tune and working as a team, right? Right. That's my idea of a good leader right there. Hmm. That's what a leader has to do. He has to make sure that all the moving parts right. are in place and working in properly and in tune with each other. Right. Hmm. That's just kind of my parable for that. Right. Well, so, I mean, not everyone's going to wash their team's feet. It so was, what does it look like to serve, though, on, like, on a real level? I mean, I'm just, it was just, just my, you no, know. No, and I get it. it my was, understanding of, like, he, he was, this guy was a leader. And yeah. he had, to, he was showing me humility. Right. And it was a lesson. It was one I learned a lesson, you know, like, I got to remain humble. You know, right. if I'm wrong. And and I see that I did something wrong to affect a team member or a group member. I gotta go immediately 
apologize for that and get direction on what they were thinking what I was thinking why right. weren't we on the same page and how we're gonna get to get around that and accomplish that goal right exactly I mean I'm not too proud to admit when I'm wrong either right because that's one of the things you know we're not perfect at all by any means I mean if we were you know right and I think um, serving others just means putting their needs before yours um, and I know that before uh, I would only serve others when I had there was something that I was going to get out of it. When it benefited you. Right, you know? Like, that's, it, it takes a really, really big heart. And first of all, it, it, it takes a lot of humility, big heart, to just take some people and just know that you're not going to get nothing out of it. And you're there, you're just doing that for their benefit because you have some knowledge that might help them. And you might, right. Or you might be just for that moment, be just someone that, Right. God put in their path just to make sure that, you know, they can get that seed planted or maybe just have some sort of hope, you know. Right. Matthew eighteen four says, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And I love that. I do too. That's, I that, love that's that. a beautiful one because, like, I mean, I, I went through a lot of trial and error when I first, because like, I wanted to help. I wanted, once I, I had salvation and mm -hmm. once I found grace, I wanted to help the world. Yeah. I wanted to save the world. I was out taking every homeless person I could off the streets, you know, <laughs> feeding them. I mean, I couldn't afford to do that. And <laughs> I was giving them places to sleep and then they were like taking advantage of me. Oh, and, right. and like, I had to meet with my pastor. I'm like, well, what am I doing wrong, dude, man? I thought that that would help me. I wouldn't have stole from me, you know? And, you know, it's just like, you got to set boundaries. You got to set healthy boundaries and not worry, you know, like in some of these people were my people I consider friends. Like right. I knew we're on that side of the, that side yet. And I was trying to, you know, get them to get over to this side, you know, because mm -hmm. I knew they're good people when they were sober. But I mean, it was, it was very hard for me to learn some of these lessons. Right. I've lost, I've lost a lot of things learning these lessons, you know, and, right. and nowadays I have a little little a little better set of boundaries and I, i'm a little more guided in that you know on how to handle that and you know i and i'm not afraid to ask questions on how to handle that before i would just not even tell people like what was going on like right. i had a hard time like i felt like embarrassed because i got taken advantage of or right. something you know and so it was i was wasn't learning though i would keep, repeat the same mistakes i'd allow people to take advantage of me you know and now is that and that's what it means to like humble yourself yeah. It's basically swallowing your pride enough to realize, okay, like, I need help. I need help and figure this out. <laughs> yeah. How do I do this? I want to help people, but I don't want to get ripped off and lose everything <laughs> I have either, you know? Right. And, and, and <laughs> that, that might have been a lesson I needed to learn anyway because um, on the other side, like, that wouldn't happen. In fact, I, you know, they would have probably even knew that that wouldn't happen. Too. Right. And so, you know, for me to actually take that, was another learning experience because you know like that was a different experience for me because mm -hmm. in the past you know if you did that well then there was going to be repercussions for what you did right and they usually weren't very good but that didn't work out that wasn't helping me and or them so I yeah mean, so you know god found a way of just actually loving me and getting me through some pretty tough times even on this side it's i mean like walking at walking as a christian and you take some heat and you learn some lessons, that, some hard ones sometimes. Right, right. And uh, I've lost, I've, I've lost. I mean, I didn't lose good people. I just, I've, I've hurt good people, and even in this side, of, you know, with my right. love of Christ, and, and 
I've apologized for it, but at the same time, it's they still keep their distance and boundaries in most cases. And yeah. so, you know, there's consequences for our actions. There is, know? there is. There's and always forgiveness, but there's also consequences. Yes, and and I and I have I have some of that too, like where I've forgiven somebody, but I'm just like, you know what? I don't. I just really ain't gonna trust it. I mean, you've lost that trust in right. me, you know. So, um. Well, what do you think it means to be humbled like a child? Like, what do you think that means? What does that look like? Um, okay, so humbling, humbled like a child. Okay, a child is just grateful for a lot of just easier, child, child's easy, easily pleased. Right. My son wants nothing more than my time, my, my youngest son. And like, um, yesterday when we went to breakfast, I, I was grabbing his drink, my drink, and then we, I had one of the guys that I'm working with, uh, he was sitting there, I was buying him all breakfast, and we're sitting down, and I set the food down, while the guy who was working with us, he started grabbing all the food out and passing it around to everybody, you know, Cameron got his food too, and then the guy was going to go out and start eating some tater tots, Cameron stopped him in mid-sentence, or mid-air, mid he's like, wait, we got to say grace, mm -hmm. and then he crossed his hands, and he's like, Father God, please let this food give us the energy, or how do you say he said it like in a in a very like child way, but it like it was basically to get the energy to get through the day and have a good time playing at the playground with, with my dad later. Aww. And then he said in Jesus' name, Amen. Oh, and cute. The guy who was with me. He said, He said, How often do you see him? I said, This, you know, I said I don't see him as often as I'd like to. I said it's been about a month since since I seen him. And does he pray with his mom? Then I said, Well, they they really don't do that up there. So he just doesn't knows that. I said he's a smart kid, man. He catches on things quick. And he, since he's been here, he's seen he's seen Grace said three times, and so now it was his turn to say Grace. He knew it. So like, when I watch my son, he was being a leader. He yes. led you guys. He he he. <laughs> That's amazing. He <clears throat> he has a gift. This kid. We were walking in this morning to the station here, and he's sleeping on the couch. By the way, <laughs> if anybody don't know, but we're so walking. Cute. He's like, uh, he heard the birds out there, and like. He looked at me and he said, Daddy, the birds are talking about you. I said, they are? What are they saying? I can't tell you, but they're talking about you. He said. <laughs> and, I, and I'm just like, wow. Just you know, I'm just wow. like, well, do I got a little Dr. Doolittle here? I was thinking, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean. You might. He's got some, he's got, he's got some strong man. He's got, you know, this kid. He, he, I just can't. I just love he's him so special, much. He's special, for but, sure. But to be humble like a child is like what I'm saying, you know. God just wants us to have a relationship with him, right? And he wants us to be his children. He wants that that child-like relationship we were supposed to have, childlike faith, which if you if you look at my son the way he looks at me, I wish everybody looked at me like that way. Because when my son looks at me, I know what he sees. I could see myself through my son's eyes at times. Right. And that's hard for a lot of people to see, but if you really actually could see yourself through your children's eyes. and It is, because you know what? Yeah. You could see what they've seen in you, yeah. and it gives you that confidence to get through the day because you know that that little boy right there, he's, you know, that his daddy's is his best friend, that he looks up to him, and you know, there's nobody else in the world he'd rather be around, right? There, you know, in that moment. So, yeah. so that's, I don't know. To me, I, I, I like that. I like that. I like to have that relationship with my son. So, that's the kind of relationship I want with God, because that's right. what He wants for me. Right. Yeah, and it's like we just need to. The way you, that you stay humble like a child, I, I think is like, you just. You gotta be just be yourself, like fully be like who you are without 
like worried about what people are going to think. Um, I think being unconstrained in your expression of like who God created you to be. And, um, when you're just walking that out, I think it naturally just inspires people and they, and they, um, will see something in you and it's just funny how they'll just be an attraction and the people that, that, you know, that you're meant to lead will just be naturally drawn to you. Um, because there's something really different, especially in the world today. Like if you look at the world and then you look at someone who's just totally flowing and in the spirit and, and, in their calling and in their purpose, there's like, there's no mask, you know, and they're just, they're just fully themselves and they're, they're actually present with you and, and they actually care about what you're saying and they can just, they can see and feel that there is something unique and authentic there. And like, that is how um, a child is, you know, I think about my son and, and, and kids in general, you know, when they're young, they just, they're just themselves and they're silly and they're goofy and they'll, they'll do whatever they feel like doing. If they feel like singing a song, they'll just sing a song. It doesn't matter who's around, you know? And, and um, yeah, you just let, let up, you know, that's how they develop their gifts though. Yeah. And that's why like with children, when I interact with children, like everything they say is great, like and amazing. And you know what I mean? And they I want inter- that. They want that. Well, yeah, but they need to be shown that it's, it's okay to be yourself, that it's good to be yourself. Exactly, And, that, and yes. what you say and how you feel is important and it matters, you know? I, I couldn't agree with you anymore. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you. And I think that's how, you, that's how we lead people is, like, we have to interact with them and give them, you know, not validation, but encouragement to, to be who they are. Because when people are, you know, actually functioning in their gifts and their... They're um, in alignment with with who God's called them to be, and they're on a team. You know that's how they're gonna bring. That's how they're gonna be the best asset to the team is when they're actually fully, you know, yep, um, in alignment with who they're and, and, to be. And I believe like the leader of that of that team, he sees these gifts and he knows how to utilize them, right. and he knows how to bring them out of people. He also a, a good leader also knows. Like he could see like maybe the weaknesses in others and help he can actually align that to where they can improve on that as well too. Yeah, I'm still. That's one of the things I want to work on. Yeah, and see, I mean, a leader's always growing as well. They're not. Yes. They're, yeah, exactly. They're, they're 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 willing to they're willing to take you gotta instruction. Gotta be teachable. Yeah, they're willing to yeah. take instruction and they're willing to you know they're not they're not too prideful where they won't be led by somebody else. Right. Right. Um. Doesn't mean that like uh you, you know people think that. If they're called to this leadership position or someone labels them a leader of this or that, that that means that they're automatically the dictator of something and or that their their opinions are the only ones that matter. Right. You know, and that's not a good leader. Mm-mm. You might as well just start the sink. The ship's going to sink before you even get out of the harbor. You know? <laughs> right. It's true. Um, like, you know, it's going to go down like the Titanic. I'm it's sorry. It's true. You know. It's true. And but I also do think that people will come into the groups you know with the intentions with good intentions unknowingly but they they can cause a lot of division in in within a group because they cannot humble themselves enough to take back a backseat role yes yeah and i've seen that happen time and time again and uh it's hard to be a part of a team like it it, it takes a lot it just takes a different kind of mentality because what does the world tell you that you need to look out for number one just do you you know, like do what, what you do what you want to do. What does God tell you? 
God tells you to to love others as yourself and to you know have others be more than you consider others more than yourself. Um, what does it mean to be a Christ like? It means it mean we got to share the word of Christ and we got to be good stewards of that and we got to bring you know people we love people right where they're at. Yep, you got to do do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. That's Philippians two three, and so like. You think about, like, leaders who have led from selfish ambition and conceit. Um, they've been, like, power-hungry. They've been controlling. First one comes to mind, Adolf Hitler. Yeah, exactly. Like, he was he was a tyrant, you know? Yeah. Um, he had ambition, and he had, he had drive, and he had vision, but it was like an he had It didn't matter the cost. He was going to make his vision come true, and he scared people into following him he used fear and lies and um you know just had this veil you know over people's eyes so and my next question that led me to think about if people are being scared into into following are they really following or are they just submitting um and like but but ready to leave you know what i mean like well, see, that's why that's why in any leadership or any any team setting, you, you, that door is always got to be an, a revolving door, or an open door. I mean, like you're not forced to be there; you're there because you want to be there, right? Because you feel inspired by the vision that's going on with this this particular right. leadership. But you know, if somebody wants to walk out that door, then you got to let them walk. I right. mean, let them go. If it's not for them, let them go. You know, right. and that's. Um, you got to trust that God's going to, you know, provide you with the right, right pieces at the right time. Right. Because like, what I mean, like, is there, there's visions and there's, I think there's levels of visions too. There's the, you know, I might have like a vision that I want to have, uh, two more shows on the radio show or on the radio station going by in two weeks. That's a small vision, but in a bigger picture, what does that connect me? What is that going to do for me? You know, like, where's, where am I going with this? Right. Well, I have a kingdom vision. I do have a kingdom vision and it's huge. And like, there's a lot of moving parts, and I'm not the only leader that's going to be involved in this. It takes several leaders to make this happen. Right. And it takes kingdom leadership though, and unique kingdom leaders. And I believe that that's what God does. He, you know, like, um, you know, I'm a mo- I'm probably the most unlikely of candidates in the world to lead like a lot of different things. And you know, I doubted my leadership abilities at times because when I led, I you know, at, at for instance, when I was doing masonry work, uh, there was a guy there who was a seven-day Adventist. We used to have, we used to have some serious debates on break, and breaks and stuff like that. But for for the most part, man, he was like he was pretty cool about a lot of things, and he was open to instruction. He was open to a lot of different things, and I've learned I did learn some things from him as well. And uh, he, you know, we didn't judge each other. We just it, we enjoyed having lunch together. In fact, we would it was out, it was our favorite time of the day. You know, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, I told him, like, I was, I think I came to work, and it was a really bad attitude. Just just in a bad mood that day. And I looked at him, and, he, and he's like, man, Chad, you're, he told me that because I was the former of the crew, too. And this was a few years ago um, when I first was, you know, I was the foreman of the crew. And he's just like, man, but you're the leader of this, this, this crew, you know. And I'm like, man, you don't want to follow me. I'll lead you right to your death. Mm-hmm. And, and his exact words was, he kind of closed his eyes, and he looked at me like, I highly doubt that, he said. That was a compliment. I mean, mm-hmm. when he said that, that was like, I was like, 
you know, he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself, even right. though a lot of people have seen it over the years. I've, I've, I didn't see it in myself until just, you know, until God wanted me to see it. Right, right. It's hard, you know. Um, it's it's definitely takes getting outside of yourself. Oh, he'll um, break you over and over. Yeah, and, and it's... It's part of the sanctification process and, and I think the renewing of our minds because like everyone as a whole. I agree. Yeah. We can't just be like single minded. So now the biggest key component in in a in a team building well, in a team first of all. Um and what do you think that is? What 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 is the biggest component to keep a team, you know, together? And that you know, you gotta be able to do what? Well, without vision, the people perish. Yeah, first of all. Yeah. But in order to keep them on the same same plane and communication, doing... communication for sure. Um, communication is key because there needs, for one, it, it lets people know that they're not in it alone, and um, two, it lets them know that they have support, that they that someone's there for them um, if they need if they need something, um, if they have questions. Um, and you know, it's, it just creates, you know, there, it creates relationship. Like there needs to be that, like, it's a relationship. You have a relationship with your team and each uh, member. I agree. Um, I, I think, uh, communication is, is big, but I also think in order to pro communicate properly, there's going to be trust. That's true. Trust. I think trust is the, one of the biggest key components in a leader, you know, and, you know, um, leaders that are building, are sharing their vision with other people and trying to build this team that they're trying to get together for this vision. Um, he's putting a lot of trust in the people to complete their part of the task. You know, because mm -hmm. in any any vision in any in any team setting, the there's got to be trust. Now, you know, I'm a, I'm an athlete and I played a lot of team sports growing up. Basketball being my favorite. You know, you have different positions that you play. There's the point guard, there's the shooting guard, there's the, the small forward, the power forward, and the center. And you all have key roles in on that on the floor. And you have the the, the backup players that are on the bench that come in and they, they, they substitute in and out. They got to be able to seem come into this this uh this setting and flow seamlessly with the other players that are on the court and and accept their role on the court. You know, you know, um, like Dennis Rodman, for instance, in the NBA. The man could not score a bucket and could barely shoot the basketball to save his life, but the guy was an unbelievable rebounder, and he could just, he was around the rim, he knew what to do, and that was his role, was to get the, you know, rebounds, and you had, like, Magic Johnson, my favorite player of all time, one of my favorite players, he was the orchestrator on the court, you know, he took, he, he made everybody around him a better player, mm. I mean, without him on that court, Showtime doesn't exist in the 80s, mm. and, you know, it, like, he was the, he was the captain of the ship, you know, he had other all-stars around him. He had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, James Worthy, and he had Byron Scott. You know, he had a lot of really good players around him. But at the same time, he made them players better because when they went out on their own to other teams after he was gone, they weren't as good. Really? Their, their numbers dropped off significantly. Huh. You know, and uh, right. so, you know, like like I said, you know, a leader, you know, in them situations, Magic Johnson was like the orchestrator of the team. You know, he knew, you know. He, he like... It sounds like he set people up for success, and he would. Absolutely, you know, he saw what they needed, and he would, you know, fill that need. Here's Magic Johnson as a rookie in the NBA. I'll give you some a little, you know. And he's I gotta I gotta gotta break this guy up because he was my my hero, and he's still. I mean, for even even when my 
I, my basketball career kind of like just went because I, you know, what happened in my life. But um, here, his rookie year in the NBA, they made it to the NBA Finals with the LA Lakers, and they lost their center to injury. So he played the center position. He started the first game as the point guard. In the NBA Finals, they won that. They won the NBA Finals that year, losing some of their best players. And he played all five positions on the court at one point. Wow. Center, power forward, small forward, shooting guard, and point guard. And he won MVP of the NBA Finals as a rookie. Wow, that's crazy. And so, like, you know, that's a leader. Mm-hmm. You knew him coming out of college that he was going to lead his team to greatness. I mean, you just knew that he had this anointing for greatness. Right. And there's some people that have it, and you see it in them, you see this light in them, you know, like, okay, I'm going to follow that guy because, you know, he's got a vision and it aligns with mine, but I might not know where he's going or how he's going to get there, and he might be a little crazy and he might be a little eccentric, but right. he's going to lead me to to something, something good, and I'm going to do my part to help him be a better leader. Right. And that's what people on a team will do. You know, they build each other up. Right, right. So, I mean, that's, that's my idea of leadership, good leadership anyway. Yeah. I mean, um, I know we have my mentor is right now currently. I've, I you know I'm I'm a person who does research on things, a lot of things, and so like when I decided to do my pastoral licensing and, and all that stuff, I looked to other people you know that knew him, and they said all of them said he's a, he's absolutely one of the best leaders they ever seen, and he he's a he's one of the best team builders they ever seen. Mm-hmm. So like. For him to shove me in certain roles, I was like, I, I couldn't question that because he, it's, he's got a proven track record, you know, and he's, like, he tells people, I've been a head pastor at a church for 25 years, you know, in a, in a, in a city, so, you know, I, I've taken my shots, I know the trial and error process, you know, he knows what he's doing, so, yeah, I just gotta trust, when I, when I have my question, my calling, or something like that, and I said, well, what am I doing, man, he's like, I said, I don't, you know, I have my doubts, he's like, that's why God put me in your life, right, Right. To give you guidance. Right, exactly. It's not to tell you what to do, it's just to give you guidance to, in these, these these gifts that you have. Right, and it's he's committed to your success. Yes, he is. You know, he's committed to to seeing you grow, and I think that that's what a leader has to do. You know, there's, there's some leaders who want to keep people in the dark so that they, um, you know, they just want to tell them what to do, and they just want them to do their job and just stay there. And, you know, um, that's, that's not, I mean, that you'll get things done, but, but you probably won't flourish and, and people will not be free to, to contribute much more than what you tell them to do. So when you, when you actually like, you know, uh, like tailor, um, a person's role or their responsibilities on the team to their strengths and you will give them some freedom and to, to speak their mind and, and give input and you and know what I mean? You're open to their ideas. Yeah, you're going to grow exponentially. And <clears throat> here's the thing. Uh, I'm open to anybody's ideas. At the same time, I'm going to give them feedback on what I think that maybe might be a, a, the flaw in any idea that, you know, I, you know if, I, if I, it works and it, it works as the team and it builds the team as a whole, absolutely incorporate right. it, do right. it. But if, if it's if it's not going to build the team and it's not edifying the team and it's only for self-seeking purposes, then, you know, I, I'm going to comment on it and, and be like, you know, well, this ain't, this ain't benefiting us in any way. Exactly. And um, we've had situations with even our, our own personal teams that we've been building lately that, that this has kind of occurred, you know? Yes. And as leaders, it's... And some of the t- conversations are tough to have. Yeah, 
And, it is. And when you have backup, though, it's kind of, you know, when you two are kind of like, it's not ganging up on anybody. It's just that, you know, we're just trying to get, you know, you know, how are you going to benefit this? How are you going to help us? What's, what's, what's the purpose of this? Tell us. We're, we're asking. We want to know. Right. We're, not, we're not rebuking you. We want to know, you know. And so, like, with that, you know, when people get defensive on that, then there's a reason why they're getting defensive on it. Mm-hmm. So they got to ask themselves, you know, what, why am I getting so defensive? Why is this, you know, they're just asking me a simple question. Right. And a lot of people will get defensive. Right. How do you handle correction, Josh? I just listen. I get defensive at times too, I guess. I don't know if that's what I'm told. But uh, just being open. Open because everyone has a different perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, everyone has a different, uh, unique uh, relationship with God. And uh, so you can always learn anything from any religion. Any religion. Any walk of life. You can, yeah, there's any a, walk of life, yeah. any religion. Um, you know? And uh, we're all God's. You can actually build up their perspectives and they can build up your perspective. We're all God's children. We, I mean, he created all, each and every one of us. If, if, as a Christian, we're told in that book that he knew each one of us from the time he designed. He, he built us in his own image. So he knows exactly every aspect of our lives, every aspect of our, of our physical being. And if, if that is true, then as Christians, we got to love everybody. I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no discrimination against any any other religion, race, or culture. I mean, it's just we gotta love everybody, but we gotta, you know, in our biblical teachings and the teachings of Christ, we, that's how we gotta be. That's the way we gotta teach people too, as well, you know. But we can't be like uh, demanding and commanding, you know. We just we just gotta give them, just give them, you know, what we know, our knowledge. And not force it down anybody's throat. We just just tell them, you know, this is what I learned. This is the way I, you know, and I'm open to what you, the way you see things, you know. And it, it, it you grow that way. I mean, you know, um, I'm you, you. There's a reason why you agree. I agree with you. There's a reason why you're here because of just some of the words you said. Because my my vision is going into places that people don't want to go. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. is. I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm going into places that where I come from. That's honestly. Uh where you'll see the most glory. Uh, I, it's not about me, though. No, no, that's honestly where you'll see most of God's glory. Yeah. Yes. You'll see it with your own eyes. I mean, it, you know, like, I, um, <laughs> lately, my, like, he's been, he's been breaking me to the point of, like, you know, like, uh, I've, I've actually been crying over, like, this thing, and I'm just like, I, I know how good it is, and, and with, with, I mean, how good, how, how God is going to move through these areas, and just, like, he's going to, He's gonna cause a revival and he's gonna change the culture, you know, and and that's what I want. I mean, I mean, the, because the, I'm a father, yeah, yeah, and I have a fear for my children growing up in this world today. I mean, like, and especially where my, you know, in certain areas, I really fear. I have a big fear for my daughter, and so um, I'm doing my part to make sure that we can change the culture. And I want to raise up kingdom kids as well. And I want kids to be to know the love of Christ and and be following and walking in his his footsteps. And that's where our the, a lot of the change is going to happen is with the youth. The, their mi- mindset changing towards the w- ways of the world. It, you know, if we can be examples to them 
and teach them the proper ways, we don't. It's it's a lot easier going forward because they can be examples to others. Can I say something? Yes, absolutely. Um, it just shows this story right here shows you how important little kids are. Oh, I, they're, they're, they're the the future. The enemy is trying to do to them, do everything you hear and all the terrible things. Um, I had a five-year-old pray for me two weeks ago, uh -huh. and she wow. was so innocent and like this, and she said, "God, make Josh holy." Oh. <laughs> wow! Two weeks later, it, it was the most intense purification I've ever went through. It shook my faith, man. It wow. shook my faith. It shook my faith. It's incredible. And, uh, two weeks later, I come out of it. Man, you hear from God. So every time you pray for someone, you make sure you pray those prayers. Because God make me holier. She just like, whenever she sees me, yeah, yeah. That is so awesome. It's like uh, oh, incredible. I have a young man out there that's a little prayer warrior too. <laughs> and my, my son, he's laying, he's he's still sleeping. He it's a little early for him, like getting up to come here. So I mean, he's like he's uh, not a morning person at times. So, <laughs> but I mean, like he's he's stopping people at 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 lunchtime or at breakfast, and you know we gotta say grace. And then he said he put you know he puts his this is how he does it. He puts his hands together. He puts his head down. And you know the first words out of his mouth, Father God. And I just, I mean, oh man, I just break right there. Just like, I'm so, I'm proud. You know, I'm just like, he's do, I'm doing something right because I got my five-year-old son that's praying for people and praying, he's praying for his, you know, another time was like when he put the phone down, said, mom, I want to pray for you. He was FaceTiming his mom and he put his hands together, put his head down and he's like, father God, you know, he, the prayer, he's still got a lot work on his wording sometimes, but I mean, you know, the prayer went to, you know, praying for his dog, Cooper and Billy. And his brothers and sisters, and then he forgot about his mom and dad. But then he went back and corrected himself. But I mean, just the fact that he's doing this on his own. The fact that he has a prayer life <clears throat> at five years old is incredible. Yes, and incredible. He's, do he's doing this on his own. It, it, it tells me that I'm doing something right. Mm -hmm. And and um, that is where my, that's the fruit right there. I mean, and that's, that's what I want to see in more children. Oh, yeah. He's actually going to do greater things. Oh, absolutely. Things you know, yes. you've done. Right. He's got some gifts, man. He's got some gifts, and they and they come out. I mean, he doesn't know. He he's just being him, but he he doesn't know what they are. But they come out, and just for instance, this morning, like there was a bird. He was still half asleep, and he started giggling and laughing. He said, "That dad, that bird's talking about you because it was chirping." <laughs> and then another one started. And he said, "Oh, the other one's talking about you too." And he giggled a little bit more. And said, "Well, what are they saying?" I can't tell you that. He said. <laughs> and I'm like, wow! I was just started thinking on the way down, man. Do I got Doctor Doolittle here? I mean, like, just, but I mean, like, he's he's. I mean, he's definitely a prophetic kid too. I mean, like, um, he has a unique way of identifying people. Yeah. Like when he talks about Marcus, he talks about the picture man, and he wants to be a picture man. And when he get, he wants to be everything when he goes up. He even wants to work at Walmart, Dairy Queen, all them places. I mean, so <laughs> he, you know, he's just like he just wants. To, and I told him you could be anything you want, yeah. whatever you want, anything you want. So don't ever just just keep. Saying you want to be all these things because you can be any one of them, you know. And uh, with him, though, you know, like, like when he talked about Jesse before he ever met her, he would talk about the the music lady. He's the, I'm like, who's this music lady? And then all of a sudden, we ran into Jesse at Celebrate Recovery one night, and there's there's a music lady he's talking mm -hmm. about. So he's got a prophetic anointing on him as well. So uh, you know, like, and that's children are the best, man. They really are. They they have a way of just you know. They can break, they can soften any hardened heart. Any child yeah. can soften the heart, most hardened of hearts. I don't care who you are. You spread, you, if you're in the presence of a child, especially when the light is shining and they come up to you and talk to you, they can soften your heart in an instance. And
and I've seen it happen. I mean, it's happened with me, with, through my own children and other people's children, where I've just had a conversation like you did with a child, and it just like just completely broke me in that moment, you know. Right. I've seen Cameron do it as well with some of the people that I know that are out there struggling. Yet, like for instance, my friend there that plays music in his basement, you know, like he he, it's like let's stop and see, let's stop and see him. He he notices his house all the time. And he's like, let's, let's stop and see him. And he'll stop there and he'll be like, what's up? You know, I'm, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to talk about his struggles on there. But, I mean, um, you know who I'm talking about. But, you know, he's yeah. like, he's like, let's let's stop and see him. We, st- we stopped and seen him yesterday. And, like, you know, like him and him and this guy go right into their little thing. And he's just looking at him, like, smiling. He's like, man, that kid is so so amazing. And I'm like, I know. He is. And, like, that you could just tell he made a difference in that moment because, you know, there was a struggle going on at that time, at that moment, too. Oh, Yeah. So, you know, like, you know, I'm not afraid to let him, I mean, I'm not going to bring him into uh, a, tra- a trap house or anything like that, <laughs> but I mean, like, if somebody's sick and struggling to see him on the streets, I mean, and uh, they'd say hi to Cameron, he's more attentive, and like, he's a really shy kid at times, but he's more attentive to the people that are in the struggle, and so I know his heart already. Cause like he'll he'll actually engage with them. That's amazing. That's and beautiful. but I mean like if he knows that you know like he's shy otherwise you know. It's really beautiful. But I mean like if he sees there that they're hurting in some kind of way, I I I noticed this about him. He'll engage in something with these you know I mean talk to them and I think that's one of the reasons why he said grace yesterday is because of I knew he knew where Derek was at. Right. And I know like um, he tells me to stop at certain like you know my friend's house and and we stopped there for a few minutes and just because it's like. I know he's got a heart, like, you know, I told you whose heart I have, I have, you know, my mother's heart, and I believe he comes from the same mold and the same cloth, you know, and... I think, and I think kids are just so much closer to, to God, you know, like, we go through life, and we, we go through trauma, and we go through experiences that, that, that separate us from, from God and who he created us to be, but before anything bad happens to us, we are purely who God created us to be, like, and I've shared this before, that I think... We know who we're meant to be when we're kids, and then life happens, and the world tells us different, you know. And um, and that's what's so beautiful about getting to be with your son now that you're walking with the Lord is because you're getting to encourage him to just flow in who he is and not try to be anything else except for you know what he wants to be. And because his heart is so pure, um, and because he hasn't seen you know um, anything horrible in his life. You know, like he's he's getting to hone those gifts early on, which is just an incredible thing. You know, like that's yeah. the best gift. Like that's the best kind of like parent, like father that you. That's amazing. So and and it was him. It was the birth of him that for the first time in my life, when I actually, you know, looked up and said, you know, I'm done. I'm done with this. It took me a while yet. It took me a minute. But I mean, like the day he was born was the first time I actually really wanted to be done. You know, I before that I never thought I was gonna be done, and um, but when I seen him born and when I seen him for the first time, I, I just right there in that moment I, I was done. But it, it it was still a struggle, you know. We don't know how to get, that that was the next thing that oh well, how do I do this? How do I get out of these situations? How do I get out of this 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 deal or this partnership I made with the devil and you know and do that in a clean way that's not gonna affect his well being or mine. Right. Right. You know, so, I mean, I had a lot of things to work out after that, but it was still, you know, that was, it, he truly was, like, you know, my, my, my blessing from the Lord that just wanted me to change my life was, you know, all my children's blessings, and I love each and every one of them with, uh, with everything I have, but 
it was, you know, God sent him in that moment because that's what I needed because I was going down a place that I wasn't going to return from. Point blank, I wasn't, I wasn't intending on returning from where I was going. And so, like, he's like, well, you know, this is what's going to help. This is the only thing that's going to help him. Just like he had to show up that night, you know, when I was done. I mean, like, God has a way of getting you right where you're at and loving on you. That, that's, that's why we got to yeah. do the same thing. And that's that's a big part of leadership is having that goal and having that that heart to be want to be there, you know. So I mean, like that's why I go to the places I go and the people I go see, you know. Like, in fact, I, now you just inspired me to go have some dinner somewhere today. Okay. But uh, anyway, um, Matthew five sixteen says, "In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven." And that's just like. That's exactly what we're talking about, like, with kids, with, with when we're born again, when we come to the Lord, we figure out, we're, well, we're starting to figure out who we are, and we have this light now, you know, and and the more that we let it shine, the more that other people are going to see that, that we're changed, and especially if you have a testimony, like, I don't really know your story, Josh, but, like, I know that Chad and I come from lives that were completely, you know, broken and just going towards you know, hell, like, that's where we were heading, and, like, we were welcoming it, <laughs> we were welcoming it, and, and so, to look at our lives now, like, the light that shines from, from who we are, and, and the, the Lord, I'm sure, like, he does, he does that with all of us, like, that's what makes our testimony so powerful, is that, you know, before we were dead in sin, and now we're alive in Christ, and, and he can take anything, no matter how broken it is, and he can create a masterpiece, and something beautiful out of it, and yeah absolutely and then you know for you know for him to i did grace is i, I can't say enough about the, the gift of grace um yeah. because it's undeserving and it's given freely and you know when you experience grace and you understand what the love of the father is and then you know in my old way of living, I didn't trust nobody. I had no trust in anybody. I, I was always disappointed, and I felt that's where everything was always going to end in disappointment. Right. So I approached everything with You're always that. holding your breath. Yep. <laughs> I, was wait, I was waiting for the bottom to fall out. Right, right. Then, then I got tired of waiting for the bottom to fall out, so I just... So you was, just make it fall out? <laughs> no, I, I'd make it fall out, or I would just be like, you know, I became this guy that, you know, this I built up this different person, this different this whole different mask of who I was. Right. And a shell of a person that just didn't have the feelings to care about anybody or anything anymore. Right. And that didn't work either. So, um, but I mean, we talked about our callings yesterday, like our visions and our callings in, in Christ. And, um, you know, these are put on us before we're even here anyway. So, I mean, he's going to make them happen. Right. So we go through these things, these trials and these, these things in life. Because he's building us up for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's why people don't get that whole parable of like he takes the unqualified and makes them qualified. He brings us through these trials and tribulations in life because he's using us to do better things later on in life. He's using us as, you know, what we go through is in order to help people to avoid going through the same things. It's because if you don't experience any troubles and trials or anything like that in life, you might you might be you know you you and you you are a Christian and you know the Lord, 
you might be going to heaven, but he's he's calling you. He's not calling you to a leadership role. I believe he's calling you because you know you you just you want to you knew him from start. You're a good person. You're an example to others to, on how to live life. Right. That's your calling in life. Right. But people who have been through the darkest and the hardest of times is who he builds up. Yeah. Right. And and it's like those you know count it pure joy. You know when you encounter trials of many kinds. You know, and I think that the more. Uh, the more challenged and the more trials that we experience, especially on this side of our salvation, um, it just, you know, it, it reminds us how much we need the Lord. Like, when I go through, like, things where I'm like, I don't know what to do, or it feels like this is falling apart, like, I can't do anything about this, you know, it, it makes me press in, and it makes me realize I am dependent on God. Like, I need Him. We have to be. I, I mean... need Him. Because when I was depending on myself, I wasn't in charge of anything, man. You know, I, I lived a life that was very toxic, very violent, very You may have made ugly. things happen, but none of it lasted. No, I, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. that was the thing. It's like none of, because there, no, there was no love behind anything I gained, mm-hmm. and I didn't care about none of it. I mean, it was like easy come, easy go, because, right. you know, like, it, it doesn't, it didn't really even care about any of it, mm-hmm. you know. But, like, like I said, you know, um... God gave me the biggest difference after salvation was the heart. The heart, the heart was, I believe, truly was always there. It's just that he showed me the heart that I had. Right. And, you know, because, you know, even, even in the darkest moments, I still had a, a tiny inkling of feeling left, you know, that would still break for people. And, um, you know, even in my, even in my homelessness or like my, like worst, like, mental state of mind I was still trying to at times like you said you know when you were like trying to be the counselor in the trap house and stuff like that yesterday you know <laughs> yeah. um, I was still trying to help people like you know like if I had three dollars and this person didn't eat for like three days or something and I seen them and I'd, I'd give them that money you know right. that's where I was at and I might have been all the money I had when I was for that you know a couple of days but I don't know it just just I remember just being you know just still caring about people right you know um I got invited to a, a, a couple birthday parties from people who were living on the streets. And I'm like, I got to, I just, you know, like I didn't want to go, but I, the, the one I did go, just because I had to see the curiosity, but then they, 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 they really care about each other. There's a community yeah, that's on the do. streets, they care about each other. They, they do. They look out for one another, and but they don't want to be where they're at. No. And so, I mean. They're stuck. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're in a struggle, and it's, it's just, but they... You know, they have hearts. Some of the most unique people you're ever going to meet in this world are going to be in a trap house or on the streets. And, you know, and sometimes, you know, you're going to run into people that just inspire you. Yeah. And that's happened to me a lot of times where, you know, I've just seen people that I'm just like, you know what? Thank you for that conversation. Because yeah. I'm a people person, first of all. I talk to people everywhere all the time. I mean, I, I just, I have a tendency to just see somebody that just God will highlight to me. And I'll, I mean... They might think I'm crazy at times, but I'll go right up to them and start talking. Right. And uh, I get to meet a lot of interesting people that way. And God has a way of showing me the right kind of people that I need going forward for this vision. Right. And, he, and he's showing me. He's showing me one at a time, you know. Um, but uh, I think Josh is one of those people. I really do, too. <laughs> I think I, I... Keep coming around, Josh. Yeah. Um, you know, and he also he also shows me people that 
I gotta stay clear of are are all different yeah. different ideas and, and different. It, it sucks know. because a lot of times, like you know, because we are addicts in recovery, you know, we know people that still are in their addiction, and and it's so hard since like I know since I'm in a better place, like I feel like you want to help. Yeah, I want to help them, but at the same time, it's like it, we have to really guard and protect our recovery it we do and and i have two or three people that were probably some of the closest people i've ever had my entire life to me uh that are still struggling in the area of addiction and still are fighting that that battle and they're very in a very dark deep place and they might not come back out of it but i can't reach all i could do is pray for them and give them when they do reach out give them a, a positive and encouraging word but i cannot there's, there's soul ties there that might still need to be broken, right. and, you know, and we, we talked about that before, the breaking of soul ties, because, you know, you can create soul ties in every relationship, and it, if you're operating with them in place, sometimes it, it's not a good thing to be operating with them in place. Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, we're going to take a qu- quick little break here, and then we'll be back to wrap up the last half hour, and... Talk about, I got five questions for Jesse, and hopefully she, she can give me, you know, like a quick answer to these, because she was supposed to do the same thing for me, and we'll be right <laughs> back. Bismarck is 100.7 friend the club, listen to Turn Up the Truth with Chad and Jesse. Do you have them? I forgot. <laughs> I My thought. son's been calling me so late, and so I didn't even do this till this morning, this outline, and I forgot about the How's he doing? He's missing you, Annie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's good though because he's going to the Boys and cl- Girls Club. Jeez, I'm going to have to show you that a little sooner than I want to. But... <laughs> I like it when you smile like that. <laughs> what? Because I know you know something. I do. It's like he confirmed a couple different things. and then like I, I know. I'm, I see something too. But cool. Kurt was like, I think Kurt knows of like what like the, what I want to show him, but now to see because because you know. <clears throat> so welcome back, Bismarck. This is Turn Up the Truth with Chad and Jesse and One Hundred Point Seven FM, the Club. Um, we are talking about leadership and how. You know, there's different aspects of a of a good leader, and what. So my question to Jesse is, you feel a, a leadership anointing on your life, right? Yes. Okay, that's that's one question. I just want to know. Okay, now, <laughs> what do you think qualifies you as that leader? Is one. Um, my heart for people. I think that's a big one because, I, I've always. Um, I've always felt this desire to, I don't know, to help people. Yeah, I, I've, I've, seen your, I've seen you in your heart. I, be, I believe that to be true. Yeah, and I think also the way that I, that I listen to people, the way that, um, that God's given me an ability, some people call it a, mer- a gift of mercy, but, but I see something. Um, <clears throat> I see people's hearts, 
I see beyond their circumstances. I see I, beyond what they're even saying, and I see to their heart. And that's that's a good gift because I have the same gift. I see beyond the ugliness and everybody labels all that stuff yeah. beyond that, and you see that that good in their heart. That yeah, little, and yeah, I'm gonna use the p word that you don't like, but I. I I, I've always thought, like, I see their potential, but it's because a lot of times, you know, we end up, we end up becoming people that we, that, that's not who we are, you know, and, and for myself, like, it took people believing in me and who, who they see, who God's shown them that I am, um, and it's taken those kind of people calling me, calling that out of me. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and it's kind of funny because you have uh, um, the gift of listening, and I have the gift of talking, so it sounds pretty good. <laughs> it, works. It, it works. Yeah. Um, okay. My my next question is: in this leadership role, I mean you've been called to a vision, and it aligns with other visions that. I have and other people have so how at, at times have you doubted your, your, your part in things or your leadership abilities I guess I should say well yes um, I have doubted myself only because um, like I don't see how I don't see how things are gonna happen I don't see I don't see the way uh, I just know that God has shown me something and um, and so one thing I've learned is that if I feel if I if I'm trying to control something if I'm trying to force something then then I'm doing it in my own will and so if this is how I'm walking out God's calling on my life because he's given me a vision it's it was very vivid it was very real but it's still not clear to me what my role is exactly um, I know there's teaching and I know there's music like that's that's what I see um, and so um, you know and so I, I see that but I don't see much else and so if that's God you know which I believe it is I know that I just have to continue stepping into what he's put in front of me I, I can't try to force it you know what I mean it's not going to be by my it's gonna will by, it's, it's going to be by his gonna spirit be, by yeah, his power exactly yeah. okay now that brings me to my, to my next question being that you don't like okay he give you this vivid vision and I know the vision yes we we, we, we share this stuff with off, off air quite a bit so um, I know the vision I know exactly what he put in there and um, so how come at times like I mean we both have had doubts in, like you know towards this calling that we as long as how come that we still have them doubts how can I keep it because I am human with with flesh that that has desires that are not from God okay and I get distracted because of the world you know I'm still in the world even though I'm not of the world and so I mean I will you know kind of veer away from walking exactly the path you know i'm not perfect i will never claim to be and you know sometimes um i think i think it's good it's not necessary but it's it's been good for me to question those things and then you know thank god i stay in prayer you know i'm always i'm always seeking the lord and when i when i'm doing something that i'm not sure of or that i think 
you know, maybe this is right, maybe this isn't right. I've always asked God to just reveal the truth to me. Yeah. And if it's not his will to, to give me um, a sign and to have me know that it's not not from him. And so, you know, even though I took a step away from his path, like he, he showed oh, yeah, me yeah. exactly what I needed to see. And in my heart and it, I just knew like, okay, now I know that like, this is not from God. And so, yeah. you know, I, I, and that's the beauty of, of having the kind of relationship with God where, where you're in constant communication with him, where you're asking him to lead your life. Um, you know, I ask him to lead my thoughts, words and actions, you know, every day. And, and so that way I don't have to worry about making a mistake. Like, no, I mean, you're, if, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, if I step away, like he will correct me, like I, I he agree. will show me the way back to the path and, and it makes it easier for me to trust him. I, I agree. And I'm learning I, to trust myself. I'm learning to trust my own discernment because I've been asking for wisdom and discernment for years now. And, and so, I mean, I'll never measure up to the wisdom and discernment that God has, but I want to be able to see things with his eyes and see things, um, that please his heart you know so my last question is this with your vision and where it aligns with other people's visions and you 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 you've seen you've seen it he's giving you um that trust that trust in going forward in the in the you know this this vision are you trusting of the people that are in alignment with you some yes some I'm working on that still. <laughs> there are things that happen that sometimes, you know, trust is lost, but it can oh, always yeah. be earned back. I agree. And, um, you know, and I think that what I've learned is I have to have boundaries. Um, I have to have boundaries that are that are healthy, that are conducive to what um, whatever that relationship is, um, so that it can work in the setting that it's that that we have it in. Um, and I think that open, authentic communication is, is what's going to build that trust back up again, and it's going to continue to build um, the ministry and the work that we've been called to. So Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I have well. to be honest about how I feel. Like, that's what I'm learning, too, is that I have to speak. If I'm, if I'm uncertain, if I'm, um, you know, fearful, if I'm, like, upset, you know, I need to voice that to the right people. And, and, um, and really allow others to um, give me advice on how to, how to handle situations because this is all new to yeah, me. I mean, yeah. we, I, I seek uh, advice in like direction towards like that kind of stuff. Uh, personal relationships, whether it be a friendship with Josh, our friendship or a relationship between my brothers and sisters or any other kind of relationship. I I am really of and of the belief, and it was confirmed by a couple of my spiritual advisors. You know, like that that's something that's got to be dealt with between you and that person and God, and right. that's it. You know, the more people you involve, the more ideas you put into your head. Right. You're speaking other people's voices then, but now far as far as uh, as far as that goes, is like that's my five questions. As far as your leadership, okay. So with actually there was one more. The overall leadership ability and capability. Do you see yourself like as like that person that people are going to look to i mean like I, you, you already said that they do they look to you they come to you for you know you, they're drawn to you yeah people you know even people i just meet like randomly on the street like they they share their heart with me it's crazy like they'll, they'll tell me something like deep either that they're struggling with or something that that really they'll start talking to me about something they're really passionate about and um and so that's just 
You know, I see kids do that too, and it's just, I know that's... It's a, it's that welcoming light that you have. I mean, it's just like, it's it's just calming and soothing, and I've seen it right away too when I first met you. Or actually, yeah. like, when I first, when you were first highlighted to me. Because I actually care about what they're saying too. Mm-hmm. It takes, it takes time and energy, and it's a conscious effort to really listen to people and have them feel heard. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you can be listening to someone, but like... You have to make eye contact. You have to put aside your thoughts. You have to focus, and you have to like take in what they're saying. And um, you know, I've I've been blessed to just I I desire like I like to do that. You know, um, and but it takes effort, and it and it does drain me sometimes. And so like I have to, what I'm learning too is I have to really um, make sure I balance my life and that I get the time to recharge and take time for myself and um, that I have my own people that I can go to to be heard um, and that I have moments and, and periods and days where I just have, have peace and silence like I, because I get so much communication thrown at me all the time. Yeah, I mean, like, but there's going to be days where, like, there's going to be times when God is going to tell you you got to step up. You know, your peace is going to be interrupted by somebody who needs your help. You know, like, I'm yeah. not, you know, like, uh, he just does that and he does that at the weirdest time sometimes. It's like... Really, right now, you know, yeah, but um, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I've 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 doubted my own my own self a lot of a lot of times, and it's just because of that trust thing. I I I'm untrusting of everybody at first, you know, and I had a hard time like allowing that untrusting to let go, and that was one of the things I had to work on because even though I was telling people I trusted them, and then and I was telling them and I was saying that. It wasn't completely true. I might have trusted him a little bit to get to a certain point, but I was it wasn't giving him my full trust with things, right. even though I was telling him that. People can sense that, and so part of them will hold back, you know, a little bit too when so, when we don't give fully. Yeah, and so yeah. like I mean, and that's just because of the years of abuse and and hurt and pain. I had these walls built up, and I had to let them walls down and start letting people that really made me uncomfortable in and I've, in the last couple of weeks I've let a couple of people in that just really really made me uncomfortable mm-hmm. but but the reason the reason they're there and they yeah. and they are some people that are going to join us join us in this in this vision I have and um they're same race as me same culture as me and they're on the ground doing some things you know and you know one of them and uh they're the other one but they're up in you know my my neck of the woods so they're kind of like you'll meet them all obviously but but like I had to I was just untrusting of everything that they were telling me and so I, and then I had to just let that guard down well really we have to trust God you know we may not be able to trust what he was people t- 100% exactly but what he was we, telling me if he's put them in our life we can give them we have to give them the opportunity to at least show their true colors well one of them put it to me like in a conversation just recently they were like if this is to happen if this is to happen, and this must have been something that this was put on to this person because she's asking these questions for a reason. Um, are you still willing to come in here with the ministry? Mm. And I'm like, absolutely. I said, I was willing to go in there with a bus if I had to. 
I said, so, I mean, like, this and this doesn't really matter, or that right. and that doesn't matter. I'll go there to do the same ministry that I'm intending right. to do. Right, God's no called you there no matter what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, so, I mean, like, mm-hmm. there, and I think that's something that she needed to hear for, in that moment. was just like To know that you were committed. That I was going to be committed, that, that right. I wasn't going to be one of these flash in the pan that probably makes a million promises and doesn't make anything happen. Right. And if anybody who actually really does know me, they know that I'm not, I'm, pretty determined when I get an idea I go after it 100% right well no, and that's and you're being a leader in that sense because and and that's showing them that that you're trustworthy that you're dependable that you have integrity to, to actually take your word and stand by it and make it happen I see that that was the biggest thing about coming on this side after my addiction was like if I gave somebody my word that I was going to do something or like I promised them I would help them or just just anything you know um, but you know, if I told him I'd go help him build a deck, or if I told him I'd help him fix their car, or if just just minor things, if I said I would do it, I made sure and hold myself accountable to go do it. You know, and because the, my word was all I had left. Right. You know, and I wasn't very good at keeping my word on the other side. You know. Right. You know, I actually promised people things that I didn't didn't do. So right. some of them were my children. And that were the biggest scars that, you know... I, I think can. God makes up for lost time, though, and lost promises. He can. I think He does, too. Yeah. I know He does. Yeah. Because I got a house full right now, actually. Right? That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. And I'm going to be a grandpa, man. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a grandpa, either. And I'm not going to be a papa. I'm just going to, you know, just going to say to that kid, you call me Chad. Just call me Chad. That's it. Don't call me grandpa. Call me <laughs> grandpa. I'm going to call you grandpa now. No, don't call me grandpa. <laughs> don't even do that. Josh, call him grandpa. You know, one thing I've learned is uh, the dreams that we've been given, like, they seem too big. Like, you just be going about your day, all of a sudden this dream will hit your mind, this goal. You'll be like, it's way too big. Right. Sucker's way too big. That's how you know it's God. A lot of moving parts, man. Come up with all the resources and the money, and it just puts you in frustration, and it's not you doing it. It's God doing it through you. Here's the thing. You know, if God puts something in you and on you, that's... All you got to do is just take the steps in order to start towards that. He's going to provide the, the finances, the resources, the people that you need to do it. You just got to trust him. You got to be obedient to him and then and, and to stay faithful to his promise. You know, he put it on you for a reason. So he's going to provide the way to get there. So my ba- like when people are going to ask me these questions, like whether or not I'm going to be stay, stay faithful in the, in the, the face of like, um, you know, adversity, adversity I'm, I'm, of course I am. You know, like, um, people really got to know who I am as a person if they really do know who I am. Even in everything I've done in my life, ever, ever, I went after it, like, with everything I had. Even on the, even in the, the negative, bad things, I went after, I went after that life just as hard as I would after anything else. If you ever seen me play basketball in my heyday, you would have seen someone that just didn't give up. I was a, about the fiercest competitor you would ever see, and I... I always had the feeling like I could take over a game at any time. If you guys ain't gonna be, just jump on my back. Let's go. We got this, you know. And all in, all the time, <laughs> all the time, man. Good. And that's how I played. I mean, if you watch me play like poker, even I was, yeah, I <laughs> went all, those? I went all in a lot. Wow. And I played in the World Series too, for a couple years in a row, actually. Um, so I mean, you know, uh, I'm always all in on everything I do. Hmm. I mean. People don't, I don't make sense to a lot of people. And some of the things they think, you know, it might, you know, 
And I got to work on being more open with people and letting them know what is going on with, you know, because I'm, I'm 15 steps ahead of the person who's just not taking that first step. That's the problem, you know. I'm making, and, and I got to include the, the people that I have in my, my leadership roles with me in the process. I really do. I mean, I got to explain to them, you know, because like she was really, she's one of the ones that got me into this, this like really getting me into cha changing my mindset about this because she's like, I'm still processing this and you're still, you're already, you know, and I'm like, okay, I, I got to slow down once in a while. Not really slow down, but I just got to explain out, you know, what I'm doing because when I don't do that, then it, then it creates like, you know, doubt in her mind or your mind and you know, like, well, what is he doing? He doesn't even need me to do this. You know, it, it just doesn't become a team atmosphere anymore. And I, I need a team, you know, I need help in all of this. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts. I need a lot of help. I need a lot of leaders, you know, and, you know, I'm one of many leaders that'll be, you know, it's not just, and this is all for him, not me. You know, it's not about Chad. It's not about Jesse. It's not about Josh. It's about God and doing his, you know, will here on earth. Helping Amen. people, helping people just be better people. You know, I would love to see 30 kids like Cameron and that little girl you're talking about, where they just go up and pray for people. Yeah. I mean, because then you know you're doing something right. Yeah, and they got the faith of a little kid. So yeah. they believe Child everything. Faith. everything the Bible says, no doubt. Yeah. Right. Their prayers are powerful. Exactly. Well, I mean, you yeah. want to see the truth in the world, take, take a child and ask them what they're looking at. Ask them what they see. Ask them what they see, and they're going to tell you exactly what they see. Yeah. You know, my friend, he built a deck, and he's a little eccentric, and he made his deck into a pirate ship <laughs> just for, you know, like, my little guy, because he's my buddy. And he goes, what do you think of the pirate ship, Cameron? It's pretty cool, but it's missing the steering wheel. Okay? <laughs> you know, he looks at me, he's like, he's right. He's right. He goes, you know, it's the first thing. He, the kid was truthful, you know. It's pretty cool, but it's missing the steering wheel. He was absolutely right. It was missing the steering wheel. Didn't have a steering wheel. So how are you supposed to steer a boat with no steering wheel? Oh, it's just funny. You know, that's a boat that's going to actually hit. That's a, that's a sinking boat if you've you got no steering wheel. So, you know, he's, he, but he, he said exactly what he saw. That's so, interesting. And, and I love going for walks with my son down by, you know, like by the river or anywhere. And just, just you know, he talking, with him. talking with him and asking him, you know, like he'll notice somebody on his own, you know. And he'll say something, but like he'd like, but if he sees a park, you know, I'm no more stopping for at least 20 minutes, and then when the next one, we're gonna stop at the next park for 20 minutes. But it's just cool to spend time with him and just talk to him. Yeah. And last night, that's we spent, you know, three or four hours just walking around, hanging out at the parks and stuff down by the river, and it was pretty fun, you know. So, yeah, God really speaks to you through his creation. Oh, yeah, amen. I went walking yesterday, seeing this guy with a walking stick. All of a sudden, I seen a weeping willow on Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. It's true. But I did. Yes. I did. Mm, I did. That's uh, crazy. I did get a word recently about because there was one thing that I was, I had questions about in in my role and all this. I mean, like I'm I'm the unlikely candidate to be like doing the kind of this kind of ministry work and stuff and. People look at me, you know. They got they got an instant they got an instant um, you know perception of who I am right away. You know, if someone sees me out in public, they think something very differently of me most of the time. And um, like I, it was this guy. I don't even know who he is. He's from Tennessee though, and he just said God's building up leaders, unconventional leaders, leaders like they've never seen before for His kingdom. 
because these are the people that he needs to go into the places that the leaders of the past wouldn't go into. Mm. And so he's he, he said this, and I'm like, are you really saying this right now? Because this is what I'm doing, you know. And he's like, he's building up all these leaders in the world today in his for his kingdom to go into these places that people are afraid to go, where the enemy has had his stronghold for years and nobody's ever dared to try to go take it out. And so you know. It like I felt the the you know I just felt it right there the presence and the spirit just dropped on me and I just like I I, I agree you know now I know you know I, there's no more doubt now it's just time to go you know as my pastor said don't even don't even try to pull him back let him go right so that's that's what that's where I'm at right now and it's pretty cool yeah so it's some big things about to happen Josh yeah if you feel like you've got divine friends in your life then it's like your time. It's God's oh, I have di- I have divine friends and I have divine favor right now. So I mean, eleven eleven, man, that's what it is too. And then I have another seven 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 four sevens. It's like the fourth time it came up in two weeks. Really? Yes, my two receipts at Walmart in back to back nights was seventy seven seventy seven. Well, I went to the parts store seventy seven seventy seven. I just went to the grocery store seventy seven seventy seven for his groceries. That happened to me too when I was counting out the other day. At See, the thrift store, and there was it was eleven, three one. It was like one thirteen, like ten or something. Yeah, it yeah. was crazy. Yes, crazy. Mm-hmm. So, we we're actually even. This is a little longer than we wanted to go today, but anyway, <laughs> we were a little late, and yeah. we will. I apologize. We're gonna get a little better on that schedule thing. Um, <laughs> You know, um, actually, I think I might just leave it open to between six and seven. No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just messing with you guys. Uh, I will be here on time. You know, some like some of my friends. I gotta get to bed earlier. I do too. I, I do. just I do too at times. Yeah. Um, I got Cameron right now, so it's kind of hard. He just wants to stay up and chat. party. No, he just wants to hang out. He wants to play. Last night he wanted. That's partying for a five-year-old. He wanted to play um, Nintendo, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Party. Night. Yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. I'll play. I'll play Punch Out. But I want to play Punch Out a little bit. You know, I want to play Nintendo. He, he's got. Nintendo, like old school and super Nintendo. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I'm coming over to play. I'm coming over to play. I'm um, anyway, so uh, it was another. Uh, actually, this has been two. I mean, like we usually have pretty good shows, but the last two days have been really, really good shows, yeah. and they've been revealing, to say the least. Um, so I uh, hope you guys all have a good Tuesday. We'll have a guest tomorrow, so make sure you tune in. Yes, absolutely. Um, and before we go, I would like to say, um, you know, if you're struggling with any hurt, habit, or hang-up, you should really visit Celebrate Recovery here at uh, New Song Church on Friday nights. 6.30 is the uh, meal and fellowship. 7 o'clock is a big group, and uh, 8 o'clock is gender-specific small groups. And it's a great place to just, you know, meet some, network some, with some people and get some help with some anything you might be struggling with. Also, we have Adopt a Block that is a food distribution um, for needy families throughout the Bisman area, and they it's a great program. Check the New Song app website. You can get all the information you need as to where they're going to be, and even if you want to help and reach out and serve, that's a good way to connect. Uh, New Song this is all the information for the New Song events and comings and goings. I know we didn't announce a lot of them today. It was a really good conversation, and I would like to thank uh, JR Vacuum and Sewing for sponsor, uh, sponsoring this hour of you know, yes. the, uh, the show. Um, it's located on 3rd and Main. Main. And yeah. I wish I had the phone number handy. I'm sorry, Jim, but I do. <laughs> Jim and Cindy Dota were great people. And Jim is actually the, you know, the, the guy who is running the Adopt-A-Block. So yeah. 
you know, uh, I have nothing but respect for that man. If you want a true example of a Christian leader, there he is right there, Jim yes, Barnhart. So sure. I like to give him a shout out. And um, that's all I got. Be blessed, Bismarck, and have a happy Tuesday. Huh? Yeah? Praise Jesus. <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome. Because we're doing something, right? Somebody else said that too. What? They listen to